Welcome to the Ruchi Strengthcast. Dan and Paul are the owners of one of the largest powerlifting gyms in the world, Ruchi's Gym, and are experienced powerlifting coaches. Join them as they discuss and debate all things powerlifting and strength training with some fun stuff thrown in. For more information, visit ruchisgym.com. Welcome, everybody. Welcome. Dan Rucci here and Paul Rucci, my brother, just opposite me in my office. Look, the first thing we will do is actually apologize because it has been way too long between podcasts, Paul. Yeah, it's been a long time. We've just been busy, I think. It's been about a year, to be honest. And I think, um, let's just say that COVID and a whole bunch of stuff got in the way of us actually getting to the podcast, but hopefully we can get some momentum back, Paul, and um, come out with some good stuff. I think it'd be great to also um, bring in some of the some of our staff as well who can um, you know provide yep. input into these podcasts as well. Absolutely, absolutely. Look, today's podcast is really going to be about my brother Paul. Um, for those of you who don't know, last weekend he competed in ICN season A and won the men's physique uh, championship. Basically, he is the men's physique champion which is really, really cool. I want to talk about, I know we get a lot of questions from people about Paul's journey, how he got here, how he, why, and how he sort of decided to step onto the bodybuilding stage, and maybe some of the things he did along the way in terms of diet, nutrition, and training. Um, and I know that there's gonna be a lot of questions and um, you know from people out there as to sort of how you went poorly from, you know, pretty much competing in powerlifting to um, stepping onto the bodybuilding stage, man. So I think it's a really good story. Well, yesterday I had um, someone new um, from Facebook message me and um, he asked me how did I go from winning a physique show or to winning a physique show from studying engineering and I was like dude that's a 25 year journey that's a big question <laughs> I was like man <laughs> and I think you know it brings up an important point about just generally about people in their lives I think that what you'll find is you know, people normally have three or four things, major things in their lives that they go through. You know, they might have an engineering degree to start with, but they finish off doing, you know, selling cars or something. I don't know, you know. People go through these journeys where they change and chop their careers and their, and I guess their aspirations as they get older. Um, but yeah, it is a good question. How did you go from engineering to stepping onto a bodybuilding stage? <laughs> um, look, Paulie, I guess I'll get you to kick things off in terms of how... Tell us all how this journey began, like all those years ago. Give us a bit of a rundown. Okay, well, um, quite a few years ago now, I did decide to sort of concentrate on, um, you know, sort of, you know, my fitness levels and my physique, uh, but also wanted to maintain my strength. Um, in, in fact, some of my strong, the strongest periods I've had would also be some of the periods where I probably looked um, the best, you know what I mean? And I think for me personally, sitting between say the 12 and 15% range, um, you know, where you still got defined abs, um, I was still able to like put a lot of strength on, which um, that was a really good period for me. And that would have been about you know, probably four to five years ago now. I think I probably started the actual sort of bodybuilding slash physique journey about five years ago. I spent a few years, uh, you know, sort of cutting down, getting stronger, learning about how to manage my diet, how to like sort of adjust my training appropriately. And um, then I ended up in hospital. <laughs> you did indeed. <laughs> with, with myocarditis. 
and which obviously put a sort of a I was in, I was actually in really good shape at the time. You were, I remember. I was quite fit and I was pretty I was pretty pretty good shape. I remember being in the cardiac ward and the um, I was walking around shirtless and the um <laughs> one of the nurses was like, Paul now maybe you should put a shirt on. There's like people around here with heart conditions. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. I remember I was in the US at the time for the West Side. Movie. Yeah, that was, that's, that's right. The premiere for West Side. And then when I come home, I, I, to be honest, when I was over there, I didn't really grasp how severe or how how big the issue was because I think people kind of played it down a bit because they didn't want to worry me. And then when I come home, I was like, what the actual fuck? Yeah, so for people who aren't aware of what myocarditis is, it is, it is a rare... It is a rare disease and often goes misdiagnosed and people can end up dying or people do end up dying from it um, quite often. So, the, if, you know, you may have heard those stories about the, the football or the soccer player just dropping dead on the soccer pitch or the football pitch. That, that's generally myocarditis or some sort of... Yeah, so the, the inflammatory condition of the heart basically causes heart failure. Yeah, that's right. So in myocarditis, specifically, is an inflammation of the cardiac muscle mm-hmm. um, and obviously... If that gets hyperinflamed, basically your heart arrests and you die pretty much on the spot. Yeah. Um, so yeah, wow. obviously a, quite a serious condition. Um, I basically had to cease as All much activity. activity as I could. As, as, obviously, I could slowly walk and stuff to, to so I remained mobile, but um, I basically had to cease all activity. Um, and I think that went on for you know around twelve weeks, something. Yeah, like it was that. something like that. Yeah. Uh, then I was, once I had recovered, I was, um, which was I was very lucky to recover. I um, slowly, you know, increased activity levels. And yeah. I remember I couldn't even squat a bar when I got back into the gym. Then. Yeah. I was like, man, you've got to be kidding me, a bar. You know, like it was. You know, anyway, oh, I remember. It is what it is, and I just slowly built back like I do. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I do, I know. So, <laughs> yeah, and, and that's really all you can do. Um, Look, there's a lesson there, though, for everyone, man. You know, a lot of the times we see people um, make excuses for circumstances in their lives that maybe prevent them from training or doing what they want to do. But I think at the end of the day, you have to, if you really, really want something, you'll find a way to make it happen, you know. And I think, you know, chasing the perfect physique that you want or getting on the platform and putting up a total you want it doesn't have to be anything stage. like that yeah it can be anything in life getting back to work you know yeah I, mean? um, I think people need to get to the point where nothing else matters That they really they want it that bad you know only at the precipice do we change and I think it gets to the point where I mean you know, I didn't really have a choice I mean no of course either yeah. get better or have a heart transplant or you know something yeah. like that um, so like I really but yours is obviously an extreme so yours was actually I'm going to die unless I do something so I kind of yours is yeah. a basic it's, situation it's interesting obviously it was an intense situation for me but um, I can remember think, you know in that whole period like being in and out of the ER and stuff I can, I can remember two very specific moments where I thought this is it like oh wow I'm going to die um, which sounds it may sound extreme now, but at the time, like oh yeah, I can when imagine. the doctor's sitting over your bed saying, you know, talking about heart transplants and stuff like that, you know, that's pretty. That's <laughs> yeah, scary. And then they scary. send the priest in, you know, hey Paul, you know, I'm father so and so. Bullshit. Yeah. So like, <laughs> oh my god, that didn't help. I didn't even realize that happened. Um, so anyway, I'm I'm good now, which is which is fantastic, and I'm. No, you're in, in such good shape. I think bro. I turned. I mean, you know, I think I really did turn a leaf on the weekend. Like I spoke to Rich 
And I said to him, I just thanked him, man. I said, man, I, you've really helped me like just close a chapter, mm. you know, that I sort of couldn't shake off. Yeah. You know, so now I look forward to, you know, moving forward and, you know, all mm. the awesome things to come. Um, but yeah, so I ended up in hospital. Then there was recovery period. Um, the doctors basically, or the cardiologist basically told me that I would never do anything quite so physical ever again. I would never compete at a high level in anything again. Um, and and for what, I mean, for me, like, like I'm a bit of a, I like to do, right? So like, of course, we both do, right? Yeah, I don't like to sit on the sidelines. So hearing that was kind of disappointing, very disappointing. Um, Obviously, I was in disbelief. And, you know, I think everyone gets into the mindset of, you know what, you're wrong, I'm right. You know, I'm going to prove you wrong, all that type of thing. Yeah, of course. You know, but you never know, obviously. You only can do your best. Um, But anyway, it took took some time to recover. And I think at the end of that year, because it was early 2018. Yeah, well, March 2018. At the end of that year, I actually ended up um, competing at national championships powerlifting that's right yeah, like yeah, eight yeah, or exactly. nine months later or something like that eight months later um, you know which was a great experience and uh, I actually won masters I, I actually won state masters champion that year as nice well. that was cool. um, which was, you know, <laughs> it's kind of on the road you know like yeah. you know, starting to get my feel and feel for it again and yeah, starting to recover and get stronger and everything and then ended up at nationals which was really good um, and then when I got back for the 2019 season A um, ICN competition, Richard, Rich, Richard Collins from the Physique Code invited me, you know, to go and check it out and you know see what it was all about. And uh, you know, like I'd never been to a bodybuilding comp before, let alone being backstage and watching, you know, mm-hmm. um, the you know the athletes pump up and, and yep. what they do. Um, I did definitely feel like a fish out of water, which I... Which That's I, how I felt on the weekend. Which, I, which is <laughs> how I described it. Um, you know, like, I'm like, Richard, man, like, where are the barbells and how they were going to warm up? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just kind of funny. Um, now, I know, obviously, that barbells are not needed to <laughs> pump up and warm up for, a, for to be on stage. But anyway, like, it was really inspiring to see um, a lot of those different types of athletes... Um, when I was backstage, man, because you know the powerlifting comp, you go backstage and you're big and you know, just big and massive dudes and, and, and girls and yeah. you're just super strong. And then you go behind the curtain of the bodybuilding stage and everyone's in, in a nice way, a lot smaller, very lean, you know, like they're fit yeah. and they're conditioned and like it's just a completely different feeling. Oh, uh, yeah, I was having a conversation with someone at the, I think it was at the comp actually um about this very very thing um yeah i was at um i was backstage on the weekend and i was having a conversation with someone back there about they actually said to me oh you're the one that doesn't like bodybuilding i was like whoa hang on a second i never said you didn't like bodybuilding yeah i've always um tried to compare the two as fair as i could and, and to be honest like you i was at a fish out of water on the weekend and it became so apparent just being there because I've never been to a bodybuilding show before how different they both are obviously we know what bodybuilding is but you know they're literally worlds but it's like comparing bobsledding with javelin it's completely the different. only similarity is that we both use the gym to train yeah outside of that they're a completely different thing you know yeah. um, some people often describe like bodybuilding or the aesthetic sports side of things as 
a strength sport. I have to actually disagree with that. It's not a strength sport at all. It's an aesthetic sport, which is fine. I just think the description's wrong. I think that's where the confusion sometimes lies. Yeah. Obviously, when I'm when someone's training for a bodybuilding show or a physique show or a bikini show, the primary goal is to be as strong as possible, and of that's what a strength sport is. Yeah. Um, the goal is to obviously be as aesthetic as possible, um, and obviously fit into the division that you're actually competing in. Yeah. But it was, uh, yeah, I had a great time on the weekend, man. So tell us a little bit about, I know you've got some notes there, man. So um, when you just start at the top and anyway, sort of Anyway, I'll down. continue. Yeah. Rich invited me to, I was at 2019 season eight after the show. Richard basically said, hey man, like, what do you feel about, you know, would you compete? How, how would you feel about competing? And um, the very next day I messaged Rich and I said, yeah, no, I mean, like, how do we start? How do yeah. we get going? And I remember taking my first, um, you know, sort of progress photos, um, you know, for, for, for Rich and then going to do a check-in and then I hadn't been to the Physico before and, um, you know, I went to see Rich at, at his gym and uh, I was actually blown away. He's got like, when you walk in and sort of up the staircase, he's got all these like um, trainer awards all framed and, yeah, and on, cool. the gym, on the gym floor, there's all these, all photos of his champions and everything. And it's kind of like, it's quite romantic actually, because you look at it and you think, man, like, how awesome would it be to be on Richard's wall, right? Like, yeah. you know, and then, but then you have to take a step back and realize that that one photo is like the tip of a very large iceberg. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, there's so much work that goes behind every pixel in that photo. It's <laughs> a good way of describing it, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um, but th- that actually excites me because people who know me, well, know that I watch, I love challenging myself and I, I really love doing things that are hard. And I'm quite patient. I'm pretty patient in, in, with these sorts of things. And so it was a really good, good challenge to take up. And so we started prepping for 2020 season eight. Um, so obviously it was like a full 12 months prep. Um, it was fantastic. We learned a lot together about me, about my preparation. And obviously with COVID, um, that was cancelled about five weeks out from season A, which was a real bummer. Um, then we started to obviously wind things back and put my body weight back on and um, work on a lot of the weaknesses that revealed themselves in the prep for the 2020, uh, 2020 season A. Yep. And then obviously then about mid-October we started um, dialing it down, um, taking the body fat off for 2021 season A. Yeah. Um, and so we learned a lot in that first prep. It was a bummer, but it did reveal a lot of, you know, physical weaknesses, which I worked a lot on. Um, one area in particular is obviously my back, which got a lot of comments on. Um, so I think 2020 sort of was probably a little bit flat, not as wide and not as thick, but I think I presented quite well on the weekend. I was quite happy with my thickness. Um, my mid-back width is, um, is really looking quite good. Um, very defined between, say, for example, um, lats and sort of mid trap. Well, to be honest, I was kind of, I was talking to the boys uh, when you were on stage at how your your lower trap yeah. is was way more, far more defined and and chiselled than the other guys. Mm-hmm. They had a really like that sort of that upper trap and lat area was good, but that sort of that lower that lower that trap mid, area, that mid or that mid even, it just popped out nice, man. It just yeah. looked so good. Yeah, yeah maybe, maybe it's maybe it has something to do with the history of powerlifting, like a lot deadlifting and good mornings and yeah. rows and all those types. Yeah, of sure, exercises. of course. Yeah, I think it's an advantage that you spent so long strength training because 
you know, we have we've had this discussion as yeah. well that you know when you when you when do strength when you actually get into your strength training for a long period of time, you develop that thickness. Yeah. You know that some people just don't have because they haven't spent enough time. They're not. They're not. I've always made sure that I've you know spent time on those heavy compounds. You know because I, I, yeah, they they, I like to feel strong. They keep me strong, Mm. but also yeah, they definitely um provide that thickness. Mm. I think that really helped me on the weekend. But then when I combined it with some good hypertrophy training, yeah, techniques, that's when it really made my back you know sort of a lot more round, well rounded and yeah. I was really happy with my back on the weekend um, so which was yeah, I think it went from probably a weakness um, in in 2020 to a strength in 2021 well to be honest it was probably one of the one of the reasons you won right bodybuilding is won from the back apparently that's what they tell me it's definitely a, <laughs> well it's it's half of everything right so yeah. yeah it's definitely a massive area that's considered mm. um like when you see a really like defined and thick and like chiseled back, it's it's always very impressive. Oh yeah, you know, so I, I think. Um, and there's two basically two poses um, that take us around to the back, taking the fourth quarter and uh, read up the bicep and men's physique. Um, That's when I brought the boom. You brought the boom. I, I boomed it. Definitely, yeah. Every video where you're doing a rear double bicep, you can hear me going boom. And also, my fourth quarter <laughs> is so much better than last season. I my posing on my fourth quarter is the quarter when you're facing away from the crowd um you know when you sort of got a lat spread oh yeah yeah i know the one yeah my fourth quarter like last season i just couldn't get the posing right my scapula on my left side would always win and then this season legitimately the first time i posed that quarter was perfect and that's what it's always been bang on like i've never had a problem with the the winning scap and everything Um, i think and i a lot of it i put down to like a lot of the training I've been doing because I've been really trying hard to make a connection between you know the mind-muscle connection yes of course a connection between the movement and actually making sure that I'm actually targeting the correct muscle or muscle groups bro I watch you in training and it's very precise is probably the best word I can use yeah you can tell that you're targeting specific areas you're not just going through the motions yeah like you're really you're really focusing on, like yeah. you said, that mind muscle. I think that's definitely something that we changed. So part of my training that changed for the 2021 prep is that I really started to then become better at hypertrophy training and then, you know, learning to train to focus on muscles and muscle groups. Yeah. You know, look, man. If, if you're in the wrong mechanical position, then you're not really targeting the Of course, muscles. of course. And, and to be honest, and we've also spoken about this before, this is something that powerlifters do very badly. Powerlifters are not good at accessories in general. They are not very good. Like, you know, if we're targeting a specific muscle group, there's, like you said, you have to be in the right mechanical position in order to target that particular muscle group correctly. Yeah, otherwise, you know, another gross muscle area takes over and you're not actually targeting. And also the, the mindset, the difference in mindset from what you're doing, trying to accomplish in hypertrophy versus strength training where we're after time under tension, we're after inefficiency, taking the muscle to a bigger range of motion. Whereas when de- you... Definitely after like putting applying as much muscular tension as possible and you generally get that you know through large ranges of motion yep. and also providing inefficient uh, tempo efficient in you know because yeah. when you see powerlifters train accessories some of them just flop it around like 100%. they're not actually achieving much no. um, so I reckon there's actually a lot that bodybuilding can learn from powerlifting and that powerlifting can learn from bodybuilding 100%. because I think the to be honest the training style um, 
is obviously very different, but there's a lot that can be learned in terms of how a powerlifter would um, do, work, do the hypertrophy work, and also in terms of bodybuilding, how they can use powerlifting, as in, let's talk about the three-man lifts and compound the barbell work in order to improve things like thickness yeah. um, and just all, all over conditioning. But, but I think strength is because if you, the stronger you are, the more volume you can handle, right? Oh, you, if your work the capacity more, is better? The volume, more volume you can handle, the better the conditioning, et cetera, et cetera. And so you I mean, are actually a great example of this. I, I don't think anyone in here over the last three years has put as much time into their conditioning as you have. And I'm talking like rest periods between sets. I'm talking about pushing the prowler around for 25 minutes. Yeah. Uh, so, know. I mean, a, a lot of my, you know, conditioning um, sort of work capacity work, you know, it, it, de it definitely comes from um, sort of shorter rest periods, Probably rep ranges as well help a lot, you know, sort of working in higher rep ranges as compared to say, traditional strength training or powerlifting style training. Yeah. And also the incorporation of, I use, I, my weapon of choice is the prowler, you know, for, oh, for I have to agree. Let's call it cardio. Because um, it's a simple tool, it's effective, it just gets the job done. I think, I think obviously it's different for everyone. Like for me, the prowler um, enables me to get my heart rate up without destroying my lower body or my legs, and I can maintain that high heart rate for 25 minutes, no problem, mm -hmm. right? I've tried the Stairmaster. The problem with the Stairmaster for me is that my legs get shot and I can't mm -hmm. maintain the heart rate. Um, I've tried, um, for example, running and I've tried the treadmill, but it, to me it's boring. Yeah, like, I'd rather push the prowler. I can burn, I can go through more energy, more calories running a prowler for 25 minutes than I can on a on a treadmill for 25 yeah. minutes and I enjoy it much more and also it kind of feels like I'm still doing strength training yeah because no, I'm pushing the prowler around I, I think the, the crossover to what we do in terms of strength training is better than sitting on an exercise bike for yeah. 30 minutes the other thing is as well we don't have some of the like, we don't have a stair master no, in here we don't have so you know obviously my options were limited but luckily for me I've tried all those modalities I prefer the prowler the prowler is yeah. the one that I use yeah. and Right through my whole prep, all my basically my cardio was just three times per week Monday, Wednesday, Friday, generally 25 minutes on the prowler um, and just keeping my heart rate and sort of probably averaging between 145 and 155. That's it, yeah, which is you know, that's good going for 25 minutes. Yeah, I mean, I know that I've even you got me started to do some conditioning work, which I'm going to get back up into over the next couple of weeks. Which you stopped well because <laughs> I started prepping for this comp yeah. and, and everything started hurting, and now that I've torn my calf. <laughs> Yeah, I'm yeah. obviously not going to get on the prowler, no. but what, in eight weeks, once my calf is good, yeah. I'm going to be doing conditioning work because I really want to. Man, you've inspired me to like improve my body composition, be healthy That's and fit awesome. I hope uh, that part what I do inspires you. You inspired Yanni. Look at him now. Man, Yanni's a You know, I mean, basically, you've taken Yanni through that whole, pretty much that whole cycle, really. He got lean as, and obviously competed, yeah. competed in the 67s and went 10 times body weight. You know, I, just, so, I spoke to him about 10 minutes ago, now he's sitting about 74. He still looks like mm. really lean. He's going to be in next Thursday, so I'll do a skin fold on him. See sort of oh, yeah, he's that. in next week. Awesome. It's um, good we're to see a training, training session together, but yeah, no, I can't wait yeah. to, to see the. What time? I'll, I'll join you, boys. I don't know yet. I don't know yet what time. Yeah. Oh, that, that right. Sounds good. Anyway, we prep for 2021, and obviously everyone knows what happened on the weekend. Um, yeah, tell us a bit about the weekend in terms of. Yeah, give us a bit of a rundown. Look, man, man, I mean, look, in one word, it, well, maybe not one word, but in one sort of phrase an unbelievable experience I had more fun than I I sort of dreamt that I would have bro I'll tell you a secret um, you know, I'm going to say it but I don't think I've had that much fun at a powerlifting comp 
Yeah, I mean, it's a lot, it was a lot. And I know that's weird, but I think it's got more to do with because my brother was on the stage and I know what you've been through. And so to see you go out there and just hit those poses and just yeah. it do well, for me, that was just so satisfying. Man, I, I really loved the whole... I actually really enjoyed the whole process from like peak week was fantastic. I was able to up my carbs. and <laughs> bet, you, went up. bet you like that. That was so good. You wouldn't believe it. Um, you know, and like the training sessions changed, you know, it was just basically like full body pump sessions, which was obviously a lot of fun when you're on more carbs, because like, mm. I just start through the week, I just started to get fuller and fuller, which was great. I think I put on maybe a kilo or a kilo and a half, something like that. Yeah. And Friday, you know, and all the beautification. Oh, yeah. The waxing and the hair. Haircut and the shave and the waxing and, and, and the teeth. Shave. I did the Paul, teeth Paul, one, yeah, then teeth one. I did everything. Two or three weeks. Yeah, and then I the tan. Um, and then on Ooh, Friday, the Chico pre, baby, the pre-tan. The pre, I, I really enjoyed the tanning process. Like a lot of people were telling me, oh, it goes everywhere. You can't sleep in it. This and that. I, I thought it was perfect. I, it was brilliant. Um, so it was the first tan I've ever had. Um, so the pre-tan I had on Friday, and then obviously on the show day. Um, sort of a few hours before you go on stage, you get your final coats put on. Um, and then the cool. gloss. And then you have glazing, the glazing, the glazing. The, the glazing, yeah. And and then you know when you helped me put my shorts on there, like that was a moment, man. That was good. When I put those shorts on, I exactly remember the moment. You had your balls in my face. <laughs> I remember the moment exactly. I don't think I'm ever going to forget it. I'm like Paul, man. Are you going to put some underwear on? No, no, no. I'm like no okay. underwear. Bro. I close my eyes, turn my head, and just try to lift the shorts up. Oh, just get past no, that. Saying, once those I was impressed by beautiful, the way, gre- beautiful green shorts went on and my, it just exposed yeah. my tan and my eyes and my hair and my teeth popped. Man, it was a really great moment, you know. You looked like a million bucks. I felt was, like a million dollars. Two million, amazing. three million, four million. <laughs> you know, a million no, these days, like with inflation. Yeah. Okay, so take us through the different divisions and what they are and sort of how the competition looks for you and sort of the results in each division and sort of maybe a little bit about each one in terms of... Um, why you placed where you did or just any sort of why information I think, why I think, yeah. yeah I know you're going to get some feedback from the judges yes yeah, so I'm still waiting weeks. no actually um, they've already started to email feedback to everyone cool, which awesome. is cool I'm really looking forward to my feedback because well I want to start working on absolutely like, nationals I want to start working on some of the things that have been picked up by the feedback judges um, and we already obviously have identified a few things that I'm going to work on yeah um, and actually, I learned a lot just being on stage posing. I learned a lot about my own posing and sort of what works, what doesn't work. In um, saying that, you did very well. Thanks, I mean, I obviously, I'm not an expert in posing, but it was. And the the, the fun part was the pose down uh, when you did the pose down. That's favourite. That was good, man. <laughs> like favorite. a pro, went to the different areas of the crowd. I was mint. Well, I mean, loved it. it but it's like a it's it's a show. It is your two minutes of freestyle action, like. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to waste it doing the same poses that everyone's already seen. Oh, I'm going to I'm going to give people a shirt. It is a show after all. Um, I loved it. Anyway, division. What was the first okay, division? So you the first division um, I entered was um, men's physique first timers. Yep. So obviously first time on the stage. And it was obviously like it was all of our first times. Um, man, like it really went quick. Um, I remember being in the pre-staging area with Pete just before you go on stage, and I just stepping back and looking at these guys, man, just amazing physiques. Man, it was so to be honest, I was like, holy man, shit, they these all, guys they're all are in shape. insane. They're all in shape, you know. There was all of them. There wasn't anyone that I was like, man, you shouldn't be there. Like they no, were all they like were all in legit. Shape. And I just stood back and I said, Look, you mofos are all jacked and tan, man. Like they what were both. the hell, this is going to be tough. So you know. And I think we all had a good time. Um, I wasn't actually nervous, like butterflies in the stomach nervous. 
Yeah. Um, I wasn't even anxious. But one of, once I got up there and I, I got into my um, relaxed pose, my legs started to shake like crazy. <laughs> and they, was, they shook the whole time. Um, so I felt like I wasn't like my flow wasn't good and I wasn't sort of hitting the right angles of my poses. Well, look, from, from my perspective, again, I'm not a judge, but you, look, you didn't look like you were worried or anxious or you, you couldn't see the shaking. No, my legs were definitely shaking. Yeah. I can tell you that right now. Like I said, I wasn't like anxious or like I didn't have that stomach, yeah. you know, sick stomach feeling. Yeah. Um, but I got up there and legitimately my legs started shaking and I was just trying really hard to concentrate on the MC, you know, because obviously the MC yeah, is so directs what you're doing. Turn, turn, you know, even then gives us the mandatory poses and so on. And so on. I just wanted to make sure I just got all the, the transitions right, you know, and I hit the poses as best as I could, mm-hmm. um, you know, put it, put up the a good show or a good showing for my first time on stage. There were how many? Five guys or six? No, it was more than that, man. I, 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 I want to say seven? seven-ish. Six yeah. or seven on but the first time. Like, they're really, they were really, really in good shape. To be I know. Was... I, when I walked out, I was on the end, the far end. Yeah, um, I remember, yeah. And then I got moved twice and I ended up somewhere in the middle, which I was excited about because I, I already knew. Like, obviously, if they put you in the middle, they're making comparisons between you and some other some other guys for like podium finishes. So that that excited me. Um, I ended up silver in that division um, and a big Luke um, came first, props to Luke. He Luke, man, him. he was a big boy. Man, like I, I said to him backstage, he's like, dude, you are so tall. Like when I'm turning on my quarter, like your boobs are hitting me in the face almost, man. His, his stature, he shape, right? monster. He looked, he looked, he looked really amazing. good. He looked he's great. also a dad as well, so like dad power. Which is really cool. Like dad bod. Doing it, doing it the, yeah, dad. There's no doing, excuse. Doing it for the dads, you know. So like, Luke's also coming to national, so I look forward to spending yes. time. With I actually him. sent Luke a message. Killer. I told him I'm going to bring the boom for him as well. That's awesome. You know, really <laughs> um, so yeah, no, Luke. Luke um, took out gold and obviously the trainers award for um, first timers, which was awesome. And to be honest, at the time when they called my name out for silver, man, I 100% tell you right now, I was not disappointed. No, hell no. Bro, I, I saw those guys in the back and I was just like, damn. That you know good. I mean? yeah, so when they good. caught out 29 for second, man, I, to me it felt like I had won. Yeah. You know, um, so it was real. it was a real buzz, buzzing, buzzing moment for me. Um, and then I got off stage and then I just, I was like, man, like, that happened so quick. <laughs> yeah. That was crazy, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, like I literally blinked and the whole thing was over. Yeah. And I think they actually had us out there for 17 minutes. We went through the quarters. Well, because I think they were comparing you and Luke quite yeah. a fair bit. We went through the quarters and mandatories four times. And I think someone told me at the end of the, the night that the first division we were out there for 17 and a half minutes. And I sort of had to get through it. And I said, no problem. I crowd for 25 minutes exactly. at a time. <laughs> you conditioned. <laughs> but it was a lot of fun. Um, and then, I, honestly, I thought to myself, damn, if all the other divisions are like 20, you know, that sort of length, by the yeah. time we get to friggin' opens, everyone's going to be wrecked, but it didn't really turn out that way, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, what was the second division? The second division was 40 plus. Yeah. This was actually a bit of a blessing in disguise, and I was the only 40 plus in the division. So yeah. it gave me an opportunity, sort of like, with you know, pressure-free, basically, yeah, just yeah. to get out on stage and just get some nice flow into my posing. Yeah. You know, just give the crowd a bit of a show because we had a pose down and just get a bit more comfortable. And then obviously, 
even though I knew I, I was the only person, winning the gold gave me more confidence and I think it just created a bit of momentum for me. Yeah. I mean, you were on the stage with the 30 plus guys as well. Yeah. So I was actually um, on, there was four of us, three of the guys were 30 plus and I was um, the 40 plus guy. Yeah. And then came backstage, we reassessed some of my posing, um, yeah. which was really, really handy. Yeah. And then I made some of those changes going into um, the next division, which was novice. novice. I also um, filled that quite a bit as well, which is really nice. I had some car- I carved up and kept moving. I actually filled that quite nicely for the novice. Made a few changes for the novice. Um, yeah, and, and I won gold in novice, and that was that was amazing because like obviously Luke had, yeah. had me in the, the first one, and um, to be able to come back and you know you know get gold was awesome. Actually, I'll tell a story about uh, before you went on to the novice. I was we were in the backstage and. Again, like Paul, I was looking around at all the guys thinking, man, the guys in here are phenomenal shape. Yeah. You know. Uh, and I said to Paul, oh, is Luke, I asked Paul if Luke was in the novice. And Paul said, I hope he is. Because Paul would have hated to have won gold if Luke, if the best wasn't on that stage. You know? Yeah. At the time, that was Luke because he had got beat by Luke. So Paul would have much preferred Luke on the stage which he was than Luke not being in the novice which is really cool um, and just goes to show your you know your hunger for actually competition and, and beating the best on the day rather than like you winning a gold medal that doesn't mean anything because you know that there's someone else out there that probably would have beat you you know what I mean yeah I mean I, I genuinely and props that. to Luke he looked crazy yeah, good Luke and, and good. honestly when you guys came out to the stage all of us just thought, okay, Luke's got Luke's got this, yeah. you know, because we. Well, I've he's never got been to, bloody Arnold Schwarzenegger statue. I've so. never been to a bodybuilding show, and yeah. I just figured off. The judges already know that Luke won the first one. Yeah, it's yeah. already in their head. And that's why it was kind of special that Luke was out there with me, like hitting it out. Look, to be honest, man, like I didn't go into this at all, like thinking about no. like gold medals and stuff. No, hell no. Um, I was just like, don't embarrass yourself. <laughs> Put up a good showing for like a, you know. A Ruchi powerlifter, um, pose well, show off the body that I've been working on for like a num- quite a number of years. Yeah. Make Richard proud, my coach. Um, you know, make every all my family and friends proud of me. And anything outside of that was an absolute bonus. You know, so I think. And but don't get me wrong. In that novice, like. I want to look out there, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, of course. Because um, it also pushes me, right? Yeah, oh, to be honest, like, you know, you definitely looked like you were in, in far more, like you said, you were way more fluid in the novice. Yeah. You've had a couple of goes out there, you yeah. felt looked more comfortable, things flowed nicely, your transitions were good. Yeah. Look, again, I'm not an expert on bodybuilding yeah, yeah, poses, yeah. but even just an amateur, you can see the difference between sort of a shaky, broken down. Not that you were bad anyway in the previous ones, you were very good, but you could just tell you stepped it up a notch in that novice, man. Well, I have to admit, I, I was definitely flying better and my transitions were smoother, but I was hitting the actual quarters and mandatories way harder. Yeah, which is way shows harder. off the body better, right? Yeah. And I think so, that's probably at the end what the difference was between you and Luke. You know, you yeah. just have to clean a few things up Yeah. and pop a few things out nicer. And that well, was, there's no doubt we were very close. Very close. If I had just hit one pose... I know. Badly, I know. I, I, I agree with you because Luke, yeah, honestly, so when they had you two standing next to each other, I was like, "Holy shit!" Yeah. Luke is like a foot taller. He's oh, a man. foot wider. Oh man, he was amazing. He just huge yeah, he in brutal. a good way. He, he was, was ridiculous. And then so that novice, and then obviously winning gold, and that was great because it sort of like set up a bit of a momentum for me. And then going into um, Open K, which was. Um, 
the next category opens um, and that's when Anasu came in um, who had previously the week before won IPB yep uh, men's physique and he, I mean he looks phenomenal <laughs> yeah you know what I mean yeah he looked I was in warming I, mean, I was warming up and I was just like wow this guy he looks amazing you know yeah. so I was like well this is going to be a lot of fun you know like mm. Luke and I we've matched up we've been each other once um, so that's really interesting anything could happen there now you bring Anasu into the mix as well and, and then you have Dylan Tran who looks freaking phenomenal yeah it was great you know Dylan like good man I mean amazing and I think it was actually us four in the top four in the opens yeah it I was think you're right me Luke Dylan Anasu yeah um, and so like us four it was just a great battle you know and I could yeah, feel it on stage good, and everything eh? it was a great battle um, that was opens vision it was so the opens, fourth one yeah, yeah. And so Amazing. Like, bring on bring on Anasu, bring on Dylan. Um, it was uh, Dylan was also a uh, novice as well, by the way. But b- bring on Dylan, bring uh, putting us four together, man, for opens. Mm. It was really hectic. It was a lot of fun. And then obviously the pose down and open division was yeah. so much fun. And me and Dylan having a, a crazy time, like doing like a twin, like a that oblique, was brilliant. twin oblique shot, <laughs> and then, like doing some synchronized like. Um, mandatory poses with yeah, like a side chest and a side tricep which is a lot of fun yeah it was uh, good some of my best memories and there's some really great photos and video there of, uh, of me and Dylan just you know yeah. just having fun you know which is what it should all be about oh the camaraderie and the sportsmanship is great man you know like yeah. that's what and I guess that's what we love most about sport is that while you're at competition with one yeah. another you're also there together it's an experience you share together you know it's yeah it was really good to see, man, that the, the, you and Dylan up there, like, sharing the stage and posing down together. You have to remember, fun. at that point, we didn't know the result. No, we that's right. We were just right. having fun. Yeah, like, that's right. Yeah, regardless yeah. of what the outcome was. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, and yeah. tell me what was going through your head when the, the results started coming in for Opens. Look, I mean, um, you know, because obviously they start from the, no, the fifth to, yeah, the, yeah. Fifth to the first, you know, and as obviously the numbers started getting caught out and I'm still standing there. You know, obviously I'm getting excited, you know, when I'm like top four or top five and I'm top four and I'm top three. So then it was the like, down to the last one. Mm-hmm. And it was you and Luke. It was between me and Luke and, you know, we'd already beaten each other once before. So this was like the decider. And then obviously I, I came out on top in, on this one. But it was, um, man, winning opens was an amazing experience for me. That's crazy. Um, you know, I mean. Yeah. I, like I said, man, I wasn't going into it thinking about gold medals. No, um, but I can't. It was kind of like, you know, I've indicating moment that I had done a great job. Yeah, you know that I had done everything in my prep that I could have done, and so when I explain, when I talk about this with people, I always say, look, if winning's great, man, everyone loves to win, and of course, all the winners have good times. Uh, of course, you know, I mean, uh, of course, <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, I can. There was a couple of butt hurt people, but we won't get into that. Doesn't matter. Look. I can honestly say that I still will be saying the same thing about the experience and the time I had, even without the gold medals. Yeah. Because um, I just had so much fun. But obviously, like... I know. It just tops it off. It's the, it's the cherry on the... Yeah, of um, course. It's, it's the icing on the cherry. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's the glazing on the <laughs> icing on the cherry. Oh, yeah, I know, I know. Absolutely, um, man. And then to go into... Um, so then what happens is, with overall at the end... Um, correct me if I'm wrong basically any male who's won their won a division throughout the night yeah. gets to go in overall and so in the end it was you Luke and 
Nasu. Nasu. Anasu. So the three Anasu won the 23s. Yeah. I had won three divisions previously. And Luke, Luke won the first time. First time. So, right. so the three. Which I thought was brilliant. Yeah, it was good I that he was up there. three is better than two. Yeah, that was no, really yeah. good that he was up there, actually. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, well, that was and actually. actually he deserved to be. In, yeah, 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 I agree. Um, so it was us three and. That was an intense pose down there. It was a surreal pose down. It was intense. Um, I enjoyed being up there with these two Act, guys. To be honest, it actually was quite quick. You were in the middle the whole time with either two boys on the side yeah. of you. You only did one rotation from memory. Well, we were told by Pete in the back that, you know, we've all been pretty much compared already and they'd probably only take us through one rotation. Yeah, it was very give quick. Us, give us a single result. They took us through one quarter turn round and then two mandatory rounds. Um, so the mandatory rounds, the muscular poses. Yeah. Five muscular poses. Honestly, man, I would have loved to have done a few more rotations because I was just having such a good yeah. time. But you got to do a pose down. We got to do a pose down, which was a lot of fun, you know, as the judges sort of decide who the winners are and stuff. That was killer. Um, But just being up there with those two guys, the only thing that would have been perfect was to have would have been to have Dylan Tran up there with us in an overall. I think he deserved it. Um, But yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. So you know, that would have just been perfect. But you know, the top four in opens or you know being in overalls. There were some other boys as well in some of those divisions that was really, really, really good. Absolutely. To be honest, man, if you, from where we were, just looking at everyone, it's very difficult to pick. It's unbelievable. You know, I know there's a lot of people that sit in the crowd and that you know, you know, yeah. they think they're judges, right? Um, but the the reality is, it's very difficult when you look at the boy. And sometimes it comes down to really things that we wouldn't even consider. Like I heard that sometimes if they can't pick something, they'll look at the calves. Yeah. Or something. And who's got the bigger car? Whoever trains legs wins. Yeah. Something like that, you know? Yeah, yeah. I don't think they primarily look at the lower body like calves, but I am am a big believer in. um, Full package. A full package. Yeah. You know, like. For example, when I'm on the side, you can see my glutes, you can see my quads. When I'm doing the front ab pose and I'm pushing onto that left leg, you want the leg to pop out. You can see my leg pop out. You can see my my calf pop out around my yeah you know my my, my 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 leg there and you can see all those little details and you know and when i'm in a, a back pose i can pop pop my calf and you can see the definition in the calf you yeah. can see you know like yeah. bell up into the the, the lower hamstring nice. and stuff that looks nice yeah um so and i also think that maybe not consciously but on a subconscious level judges think about that you know, yeah, of course. They, they're, they're looking at the individual things, but surely the they're looking at a package as well, you know? Yeah. Because I think if you've got a package, it makes everything else look better. Correct. Yeah. Look, well, you look Aesthetically pleasing. Yeah, that's right. You know? More aesthetically pleasing, more balanced and so on. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I like as well filling out your shorts. I bet you do. You know, as in like... I, I don't know. I, do I don't face. think it looks good when the, sh- the shorts are just sort of dangling off yeah, your hip. Like, you know, yeah, I agree. You've got nice legs. It was sort of yeah, I shorts agree. Out. I agree. Good. Your shorts look magnificent. In fact, all the boys, most of them, had some really nice trunks. Yeah, there were also a lot of nice yeah, shorts nice. actually. All right, man. So you, you, the overall, you're on the stage. You've done your pose down. The MC takes control, and you're waiting for the winner's name to be selected. What is going the winning, through your head? The winner's number. They the winner's number to be selected. Number. What's going through your head? Honestly, man, I was in a mental blank. Yeah, I wasn't thinking about anything. It happened quick. Um, Paul Rucci, 29. Yeah. And then uh, a bit of disbelief initially. That I, I think I gave the biggest boom anyone has ever seen. I just physique um, champion. You know, I mean, I, even though I didn't go into the comp thinking about medals and swords and stuff, I do 
I do use visualization techniques when I train. Yeah, of course. You know, like when I'm on the prowl. Yeah. Man, over the last year, you know how many times you said to me, man, I just want that sword? Yeah. And I know you're not being, you're being humble about it. You yeah. were certainly not being egotistical. Of course, yeah. But like you said, you visu- if you can visualize it, yeah, yeah. it just helps you push an extra 5% of training that makes the difference. Yeah, so an example would be like, some days that prowler gets real hard. Yeah. You know, you're in a calorie deficit, you train for two hours, you're going to be 25 minutes on the prowler. Yeah, it's and, hard. And it's 35 degrees, 30, 40 degrees, <laughs> 45 degrees yeah. from the gym. You know, like halfway through, you know, the first half is the worst and then you sort of get numb and then your body just sort of goes. Yeah. Um, you know, I use visualization techniques. I visualize the sword, for example, and I visualize yeah. being on stage and Absolutely. posing and I want to look my best. So I use technique, techniques like that, not in an egotistical way, yeah, but in no, more really. like a way to keep me pushing through. Yeah. Um, Oh, man. And now that sword is sitting in my window, which is That's kind of cool because now when I train, I can see it. <laughs> you don't have to visualize anymore. Well, you can literally, look when I'm prowling, I look up and I can see the sword. Yeah, um, awesome. so, so, Yeah, so, I mean, to have the sword in my hand, something that I've been visualizing for so long. Um, and I took and some, Honestly, it was a dream. And like, I took some really nice photos of yeah. you holding that sword. The ones that we've been put on social media, I took those at the bottom of the stage. Yeah. And I... I apologize, I probably pissed off the photographer because I probably got in his way, but I'm sure the photographer's going to have some killer photos of you in those poses, yeah. better than mine. Look, man, holding that sword, it, it was not something I expected. It was very unexpected, especially with the lineup. I mean, are you serious? Oh, you kidding was, me? I know, it was um, crazy. The boys were phenomenal, I know. they really were. I, just sort of, I, I was like, yeah. yeah, like you, when I saw the lineup, I was like, oh, this, also, is, this man, is going to be tough. It does actually make it. You know, it makes it even more rewarding. Oh, absolutely. Right? Yeah, you know, it makes it more legit yeah. than beating some uh, a whole bunch of fat guys on the stage. Well, I'm not, you know what I mean? Like way, that, yeah. I mean, they, were they were really, true. really phenomenal. They were great. And like I said, I think in the, in the opens and novice, if I had hit just one pose just a little bit off, you know, yeah. Luke, Luke one, one, the, one of the other guys could have come, would have come through. For very sure. close. Very, very close. close. I've got a question for you. Do you know how they judge? How does the judging work? The different... Do you know exactly how it works or you just didn't worry too much about um, detail? I didn't worry too much about the, the criteria or the detail for judging. Um, I just, you know, I worked with Rich. To, yeah. I listened to what Rich said and also my posing coach, Xavier, Xavier Wills. And, yeah. Um, you know, I Xavier taught me to pose. It's so weird because, and this is going to be a weird analogy, but only because I have experience in this. It kind of reminded me of a car show, mm-hmm. right? Because when I was doing, for example, auto salon, yeah. you had to build a magnificent car, which is like, kind of like building your body. Yeah. But also what mattered as well as part of the judging criteria was the personality of the driver and mm-hmm. how you interacted with the crowd, and which is kind of like the posing. It is indeed. So it kind of reminded me like a car show like yeah. that, where you had this chassis well, one of the that things, was absolutely one, phenomenal. One of the things that they do judge is stage presence. Exactly, which and is that, the same as what they look at Basically, shows, the you know? connection you make with the people. I mean, it is a show after all, so you have to make Correct. some sort of connection. Exactly. With and, you know, you've seen me at car shows. I used to dress up in all sorts of shit. Yeah, crazy. You know, I tried to put on the personality and, and have great, great interactions with the crowd. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, then, and that's why probably I won a lot of trophies, you know. Yeah, yeah. It reminded me of, of car show. Yeah. You've got a chassis yeah. and you've got the person behind the chassis who's trying to like, present it, you know. Yeah. So yeah, yeah that was, <laughs> and then obviously like once I had that sword in my hands, straight away I'm thinking I've got to do a freaking Conan pose. Oh, the Conan pose was great, bro. So like I fully did a Conan pose. Yeah. Which has been obviously photographed, and I think that photo. So there's a meme of that somewhere of you with the Conan. I think that f- f- particular photo um, might be reused quite a lot. 
It's a good photo. It's a really great photo. And I'm hoping that the actual event photographer also got, you know, the same photo, but obviously with a professional. <clears throat> yeah. Lens. Well, it's the photo that I've used on the on this podcast image, so people... And we've posted it a couple of times anyway, yeah. so... so uh, I, it's me posing like Conan, and then I'm, like, smirking to all my mates in the crowd. Yeah, it's good. Because they know what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that was kind of cool. Um, it was really cool to And then the to crowd. have all my... F- family and friends come on stage as well oh yes yeah, like, so I came on for one awesome. and then we had one with the big group so hopefully we'll get some good photos of yeah. that um, that was amazing to share that moment man the moment when you know you won there for the you know you'd won you know you'd won your a whole bunch of stuff and you're up there for overall and there's the three boys and you know in my head you know I'm in the crowd thinking yeah Paul's fucking got this yeah. you know he's oh, already well, beat he's already beaten these boys twice he's big chance right yeah, yeah. Um, fair enough I, obviously I didn't make, in my head I'm thinking this is a good chance right I'm sure that, you know, Luke probably thought that too because he'd won a gold against you. 100%. Nasu had finished fifth, I think, in open. So I think he was a bit on the out. Fourth. 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 Um, you know, so really, for me, it was between you and Luke. Uh, but only because I th- Nasu um, had finished fourth behind you yeah, guys. Yeah. That's the only, uh, He was phenomenal. Don't get yeah, me wrong. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then when they called your number, bro, the sick, deep sense of pride, man. 29. I was fucking so happy for you because you've been through so much shit. And you know what, though? I'm sure all the competitors have been through shit to get yeah, there yeah. because, man, it's a journey that's fraught with complete obstacle and danger, to be honest. But because I knew your story and because obviously you're my brother, um, I just feel so proud, man, to see you up there and just doing, doing that. Was, like I said, I've never had that much fun at a powerlifting show. That's how fucking awesome it was. Yeah. You know, and that's actually quite big for me to say because I do love powerlifting. Yeah. It, it's just, it was so good. <laughs> oh, like I said, man, I, it was, ex- I don't think, I, I, I mean, I cannot see how I can, Top, top it, it you know um, well nationals is in three weeks bro so tell us all about that okay so um, obviously the na- the national show here uh, the, the state show here then flows on to nationals which is in three weeks in Sydney on May the 8th and so I'm flying out with the, um, the national team um, we're going to Sydney I was at a place called Rooty I think it's Rooty Hill State Rudy Hill yeah Rudy Hill um, I'm entering in rookie, novice, 40 plus in open divisions. Rookie? Rookie, novice, novice 40, 40 plus, plus, opens. Opens. Wow. So what, what happens is... Um, so same in principle for you, one of those going to overall? No, it's a little bit different. Yeah. So what happens is in the open division, because of the number of competitors, they generally split it out to different classes based on height. Right. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, there might be two or three class, class one, class two, class yeah. three up open. Um, the winner of each open class wins, gotcha. wins their pro card. Gotcha. And then the winners of the, the open classes go, go to into overall for the national champion. Yeah, right. That makes sense. That would be crazy, bro. So I'm we, sure that's going to be very tough. I'm going to just go into this one with in the with the same mindset. Just put on yeah. the best show I can. Absolutely. Maybe make some improvements, some to my physique, a lot of improvements to my posing. And just go out there and just have some fun, and then anything on that will be an absolute bonus. Yeah. Um, but I, I, honestly, I'm, I'm look, I am looking forward to the show because I really like. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to the pose downs. Yeah. Uh, but I'm <laughs> looking forward to like a different experience because you know we've been to powerlifting nationals before. Yeah. A lot. This is going to be something different, and you know, different crowd of people, and make new friends, meet different coaches. You know. Yeah. In Australia. It's um, going to be great. So it's going to. Ruchi's gym on the bodybuilding stage. So there you go, amazing. Yeah, we didn't do too badly either. No, <laughs> no, I know for a couple of engineers, we anyway, I won't go there. Yeah. Um, now look, 
I, for those that don't know, I tore my calf um, squatting a couple of weeks ago as I was preparing for the States and I've had to pull out. Now I do have an ultrasound on my calf in the next day or two just to check that I haven't damaged the blood vessel. If I have, unfortunately, I'm probably not gonna be flying with Paulie because obviously flying and damage to a blood vessel doesn't really go hand in hand together. So hopefully I'm all clear. I don't think we've damaged the blood vessel. Oh, no. It's pretty clear that I've torn. Because having you in my corner is like, I know, to me. but I could also die. No, 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 <laughs> I'm not, I wouldn't ask you to put your life yeah. in this. But um, we're pretty confident I've torn, we've torn, I've torn soldiers anyway, we can see a big hole in it. So, um, play some putt putt. You know, so just gonna just basically tick it off just to make sure I'm okay. But yeah, it should be okay to go, but yeah, it should be good. Looking forward yeah, to I'm it. I'm really looking forward to it. So we're already obviously at the end, end of the first week. So this week obviously I had a very small break. I probably put out my calories up um, just a little bit, um, you know, just a little bit of growth there. Um, my weight maybe just went up just very slightly, but it's back down below 74 now, which is good. I did my check-in this morning with Rich. I'm, exactly. only, I'm only up one mil, which is fantastic. Um, and uh, my calories are back down, so we're gonna go hard for a few weeks, and then we're gonna obviously have peak week. So um, is the idea to get leaner? Yeah, so we'll probably hopefully come in at um, a few mil leaner. Poor, that's big. Um, oh, it's, you know, it's, it's modest, it's but it's, you know, it's, a, it's an improvement, right? So hopefully come in a few What meal were you when you were on stage? What, what was your last check-in? I don't know on stage, but my last check-in, um, which was done on the 2nd of April, I came in at 28.6 mil. So yeah, you're roughly 25 to 30 mil now, even when this you're saying three mil of that, it's well, a this lot. Morning I was just, you know, 29 point something mil. Yeah, so even if you were three mil below what your last check-in was, that's still yeah. more than 10%. Well, we want to get <laughs> maybe 27 mil or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's funny because like, the, the actual, the caliper measurement is so individual to everyone. Like I look different at 28 mil to what some numbers are 20 or 35. Oh, of course, yeah, strange. we're all different. Yeah, so um, yeah, that was all, that's all tracking pretty good now. We're, we're making good progress, obviously. Is there a lot more start. posing practice over the next few weeks? Yeah, so obviously I'm gonna start looking at some of the changes that I'd like to make. Um, You're gonna wait for the judges' feedback because there might be some feedback. Yeah, I'm expect. I'm really, I'll probably get it today, to be honest, because um, I know that. Too bad you didn't get it. Oh, it would be nice to go through it with you. Got it. Yeah, um, a lot of people have already got it. That's cool. And the judge, the um, the feedback judges have a lot of work to do. So I, to, of course, I totally understand. Yeah. But once I get it, then we can assess the feedback, of put course. it together with our feedback, and then we can move forward making you know improvements to yeah. posing, where it be transition improvements, or just why I'm hitting a certain pose. But there's definitely some things I really know I like to work on. I've learned a lot just from being on stage. Yeah, yeah, I can't know what works, what doesn't work. Um, for me personally, for the crowd and everything, I yeah. to show a particular body part off and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, which was really exciting, actually. Yeah, yeah. it means that I can do better at nationals and my posing can be better, right? Yeah, of course. Um, so yeah, looking forward to nationals. Do you mind if I go through like a thank you? Man, go for it. Because uh, yeah, there's heaps of Let's, uh, We've been going for almost 55 minutes. We'll take it to an hour, so another five or 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah, so I'll go through the thanks and then there's some questions, I think. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, I'm gonna just, I really want to thank a whole heap of people. Um, there's a heap of people that came in on the night. I just want to just call out their names. Michael Delana, Kerry Lee, Rebecca Ramsey, Ando Boss, Chris Agnello, uh, Dion, Charlie, Arthur, Amy, John Ferrari, uh, Jesse, Amanda, Hong, Fatima Elliott, Vin, Mike Morley, Liam. Um, thank you so much for coming to support me. I really appreciate it. And obviously to my family, Dan and Heidi, um, Adam, Rebecca, 
um, my beautiful wife Taryn and all my kids were there, which was awesome. Um, Mum was there and also um, Taryn's parents, Nick and Hannah were there as well. So thank you so much for coming to support me. I'd like to uh, thank my team, Richard, Richard Collins from the Physique Code and Xavier Wills. And also I just want to mention also um, my training partner, Yanni Magulius, who I know he wanted to be there. He couldn't be there, he's in Albany obviously, but yeah, we trained together a lot and we did a lot of prowler sessions together. Um, and he, you know, he helped me along the way, which was awesome. And I helped him as well because obviously we were going through a similar thing together, cutting down for for, um, for shows and competitions. He's coming in next Thursday, so we're going to have a um, killer training session together. I'm going to do his skin folds, and we're going to have we're going to catch up. I'm showing my trophies and my medals, and I'm showing my sword. Um, <laughs> yeah. We'll have a laugh, have a photo. I would really love to um, thank uh, ICN event organizer Sam Atchell. Fantastic show, Sam. I was definitely worth the wait. All the volunteers who obviously uh, volunteer their time to make the show run smooth and all that type of thing. Thank you so much. It was an excellent show. Um, yeah, it was brilliant. The venue was brilliant. I oh. thought the organisation in general was excellent. The venue is insane. Um, yeah, Naraj for doing my hair the week before. Awesome job with my hair and also my beard. I'd like to thank the, uh, the tanning girls. They were awesome. Every time I went up there for a touch-up, you know, they would touch me up. They I bet they touched you up. Me. <laughs> they would re-gloss me. They were just freaking awesome. It's called a glaze, bro. It's a glaze. <laughs> they were awesome. They were always there to help me out. So thank you so much for everyone for helping me um, through the journey and obviously on the day and during the week. The journey ain't finished yet. Thank you so much. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much all my thanks. Um, I just want to say a massive, massive thank you. Um, to Richard just one more time like we've become really good mates like we talk almost every day now you know just about training and like obviously with the prep and everything we're mm -hmm. talking a lot about the prep and you know much of an exciting time we're going to have when we go away and that sort of thing um, so yeah huge thanks to Richard Collins at the Physique Code um, if you go when you go visit his gym you'll see um, you know all those trainer uh, awards that are just lining the staircase um, and I've got four of my own on there now, which is awesome. And I'm also going to be having my own photo in his gym on his champions. That's wall, awesome. Which is awesome. Um, That's very cool, man. Very cool. Uh, yeah. So it's an honor, man, to be on that wall. I mean, you go and look at the physiques on that wall, bro. I mean, it's, I know he's got it's some not an phenomenal, easy feat at all. So. Phenomenal bodybuilders on that wall. Yeah. So um, to to now be on his wall, not just as also not just as look, the master's winner. But as the cha as a champion um, of the season is man, all my, it's it's awesome. You yeah, know, what more can you say? Uh, yeah, it's awesome. So incredible. It just it just man, thank you so much, Rich, for everything. Um, looking forward to going to nationals and having a good time with you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, apparently there's some questions. Okay, so I did put up a thing on Instagram. If anyone had any questions for Paulie, there was a few. Um, there was some dumb shit as well. So thank you for that. <laughs> um, Here's one for you. So uh, someone wants to know, Tian, what food did you crave the most while dieting, Paulie? Um, honestly, I didn't really crave any particular food or food group. I just, I had, you know, I had diet goals, you know, calorie goals to carry targets, and I just made sure I hit my targets every day. Um, a lot of people were also asking, like, what I'm going to eat after the show, and I'm like, well, honestly, I'm just, like, putting all my energy and all my effort into just the show yeah you know if someone hands me a burger after I'll eat it if someone hands me a freaking yeah muffin after I'll eat it I 
Yeah, but you're... I didn't have anything special order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas some people had like boxes of yeah. donuts. That's and... fine, but I, I just wasn't concentrating on that. No, I'm with you. Wouldn't it? I would have been, um, probably been the same. On, on Monday, on on Friday, it was my little man's 13th birthday, and obviously I couldn't spend any time with him because I was, you know, getting mm-hmm. tanned and all that type of thing. So on, on Monday we went out and um, we went to a little Italian cafe in Aussie Park, and we had the most delicious chili mussels and a plate of gnocchi. Oh, uh, and so. If I have to answer this question with anything, I'm going to say like a really nice plate of pasta and some chili yeah. mussels, which me and my little man did on Monday, which was amazing. Yeah, that sounds good. So when I, after nationals and when I get back, I'm going to do it again. But this time I want to take my family. Oh, yeah, I'm coming. Yeah. Next question. Brett wants to know, when, when the doctor told you that you would never do anything strenuous again, um, what did you tell Did you tell him he was full of shit? <laughs> First of all, it was a she. It was, she? It was, it was, it was, a, it was a female cardiologist. Uh, I don't... Mm, I actually I think the exact thing I said was something like watch me I said something like that like yes I will or watch me she probably rolls her eyes (laughs) she hears it all the time because I was like because she obviously I was in shape and she's like what are you training for and I was like well I'm actually attempting to qualify for uh, like a Worlds Uh, at the time I was you know like in training I really wanted to qualify for World Championships and uh, she said, you, you won't be going to Worlds. And I said, watch me. I think you need to send her some photos of you on the stage. <laughs> Look, man, she was just looking after Of course. Me. Oh, it's a duty of care, right? Yeah. Of what, but what I, I, if you just rewind the clock back a little bit, and who I definitely will be sending a small framed and signed photo signed. of is, um, is to the, do- the doctor who, died, who helped in the diagnosis of my myocarditis. Because as I said earlier, it's often misdiagnosed or undiagnosed and the person ends up going home and dying in their sleep. Whereas my doctor, he didn't send me home. Mm. He said, I've got a, you know, I've got a, what do you call it? Sneaky. An ECG here. Let's get you on the ECG quickly. You know, you know, over 40 history, you know, family history of um, heart conditions, heart, you know, chest pain. Yeah. That's ECG. He yeah. ECG me, there was some minor irregularities in the ECG, send the results over to Royal Perth. Um, Royal Perth said WTF, they sent me for blood work. Next minute, I'm in the emergency ward getting civil service. Yeah. And so if it wasn't for him, That's maybe crazy. we wouldn't be talking. No. So I'm definitely going to be sending him a photo of me and saying, just saying thank you so much for yeah. you know doing what you did. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Carrie Lee wants to know what was going through your mind. I think we could already discuss it. What was going through your mind once your name was called in that moment that you won? I mean, I, I know the moment she's talking about when I held the sword sort of up to my forehead and I was just, I had my eyes closed. Um, I don't know, honestly, disbelief slash nothing. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. And I think they go hand in hand. Yeah, you know, like, I know. Sort of disbelief, nothing, speechless. You know what yeah. I mean? And a combination of those three. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, when Sam came out, you know, I held, I held it to my, and then I, you know, I rose it up. Yes. You know, the champion, I rose the sword up and we had a photo, that was awesome. And just to do it with Sam as well was wicked because yeah. you know, Sam's, a, Sam's a great gal. Yeah. No, cool. she's an absolute babe. I'm just putting it out of there. <laughs> All right, from Greek himself, any nutritional hacks to help with people who struggle with sticking to their macros? Um. Uh, you certainly need to practice what you're eating and to sort of stick to macros. Um, one of the big things for me was when I first started counting was I was majorly overshooting my carbohydrates 
and majorly undershooting my protein. So I really had to sort of redefine what I was eating and what sort of the best choice, food choices to sort of fit that all in. Yeah. In terms of like hacks in to basically stay well to prevent hunger in like a like a, a severe deficit. Some of the things that I've been doing. Um, Diet jelly, diet jelly with um, frozen berries is really, yeah, it's really we'll easy. It's about it's a hundred calories for you know a serving quite of a volume of frozen. Yeah, basically half a liter of frozen jelly and a few hundred grams of frozen berries is about a hundred calories. Yeah, and I've seen that bowl. It's a big bowl. It's huge. I'm having two of those now um, per day. That will keep you full for sure. And Obviously, you, when you select your cuts of protein, for example, chicken, you want to obviously select your leanest cuts. And right now, I'm having breast. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I cook it in the air fryer, put spices on it. It doesn't dry out. It's really nice. Yeah. And I have a lot of vegetables. I'm, yeah. adding, I'm adding half a kilo of vegetables a day right now. Yeah. Um, half a kilo. I have two sort of chicken meals. Half a kilo. I have 250 grams of veggies with each. And so all these types of things help keep, um, obviously, gastric contents up so you don't get too hungry. Yeah. I also... For whatever reason, some, a lot of people ask me what I have for breakfast. Um, my actual go-to breakfast is four wheat bix and 200 mils of milk. Yeah. Um, I love it. When you have to wake up in the morning, it's crunchy, it's fresh, it's really nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's easy as well. It's, you know, it's, it's easy. Easy. You don't have to cook or worry. I actually much. don't have any protein shakes. Or, um, That's a great question that no one asks. No one asks about supplements. Yeah. I, well, I, as we talked about this, I've got mm. a huge bag of supplements, right? None of which you use. On the show, which is fine. And, the, the prizes were great and I ended up um, everyone who came to the show I ended up offering it to them it's still up here so anyone who came to my show come and grab those supplements um, I don't use any supplements yeah. um, well st- strictly I use uh, clinical supplements like I, I use a, um, a really good uh, multivitamin and I use a joint support and I use vitamin C that's all I use mm-hmm. um, but you know I've got a bag of supplements that include a creatine and Pre-workouts. Pre-workouts, C4, explosive stuff. I don't even know what it is, half yeah. that stuff. Um, I think that stuff is way overused, completely overused. But anyway, it, well, some people like it. It's yeah, great. I mean, if yeah, I, in terms of like like a pre-workout supplement, if you like, I like, I like coffee. Coffee. You know, I caffeine. like coffee, caffeine. Yeah. And caffeine is the main sort of hyper ingredient in all that stuff anyway. Yeah. So like, that's yeah. what I use. Yep, yep, um, cool. So no supplements. So yeah, basically choose your protein um, cuts if you're using meat wisely so that you're not overdoing your fats there. Fats are important. I don't like to demonize fats, but obviously if you have too many fats, it blows high, your calorie high, high energy yielding, so it blows you right out. Um, choose, you know, eat lots of vegetables. Obviously you want your micros, it's healthy, and also volumetric, volume per, yeah. per calorie, it's really good. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like things like, um, like I said, diet jelly with frozen berries. Yeah. Um, I also like, and the other one is diet, diet cordial. Oh my God. Diet cordial is brilliant because it kind of, I use it when I'm training and it kind of tricks me into thinking that I'm having carbs, but I'm not really. <laughs> so get me yeah. through some of the training sessions, which, you know, water becomes kind of like very yeah. empty when you're on the deficit. Yeah. You need a flavor. And so diet cordial is perfect. It's sweet enough and everything. Like I said, it kind of tricks you that you're yeah. having like a carbohydrate drink. Yeah. And also, um, you know, some chewies, you know, sort of keep things yeah, going. Yeah. Um, cool. There's, kind of there's some cool little hacks in there. Yeah. But I think the, the, one of the biggest ones that you said at the start was you need to practice, you know, yeah. 
you're getting good at recording. You're not going to be good straight away. I think away. as well, I mean, at the end of the day, you, you're going to get into some sort of rhythm and flow. Yeah. You're going to be eating, I mean, I eat very similar things every day, but I do have quite a colourful diet. Um, and so, you know, everyone's different. Obviously, the more variation you have, the harder it's going to be because you've got a lot of recalculate all your, yeah. your inputs, yeah. you know, every day. Yeah. That's why I like to sort of keep things simple. Yeah, I agree. You've got to be able to eat the same thing pretty much every day in order to be consistent. Yeah. Otherwise, it becomes way too complicated. Yeah. Um, and for me, like when I look at food in my prep, to me, it's not like I like food. We're Italian, right? Mm. Like we like food. Mm-hmm. It's part of our culture. But I just really look at it as just fuel. Yeah. I'm just filling the tank, you know, and, that, and that's all it is. Yeah. Um, not to say my food's bland. Like I said, I put some really nice. South African spices on oh, my chicken. Yeah, we've got some great South I salt African it, spices. I pepper it, I make sure it tastes good. Absolutely. I salt my I've got to order some more actually where and I South African spice. Um, so yeah, not like I eat bland food, but yeah. you know, I, I do eat generally similar things every day, but yeah. it is quite colourful. Yeah. Okay, last question. Nick wants to know what you love the most about the whole journey, I guess the whole process. I love, I, you know what I love the most, man? Yes, that's what he wants to know. I like that it's hard. <laughs> yeah, it is hard. I like that it's hard. Tell me why. Why do you like that it's hard? Because I mean, it's rewarding. Yeah, it's the harder something is to accomplish, a really good reward. physique yeah. is a reward of patience. That's what it is. Yeah. You know, if it was easy, we'd all be walking around jacked and tan, oh. shirtless. With and we're not. We know this. And we're not. And so I, I like that it's hard because it's rewarding. And anything worth doing is hard. Anything worth doing requires it element effort. Yeah. It generally takes a long time too. It's so that's funny because this goes back to some of the things that we have to deal with here in the gym with people. Um, you know, when they come in and they think that like next week they're gonna break records on the record board. And my, I guess, response to that is, if it was that easy to break them, would that be worth breaking? No. And how much fulfillment are you actually gonna get out of breaking them? No, because it was easy. Yeah. Something that's more difficult to accomplish is always gonna have a higher sense of gratif- you know, of satisfaction, yeah. and you're gonna be more, and it's gratifying, right? And, and the thing is like, I think someone asked, one of my clients asked me after the comp, he said, why is it that like everything you do like you just seem to be like you put everything into it and you're sort of successful at it first of all that's not true <laughs> um, that's the first thing I pointed out like I haven't put everything into everything I do but my answer to that is if I if my heart's not in something and I'm not putting in effort I stop doing it yeah so it would appear that everything I do I put it on it's because it's, it's you choose because that's my choice and then yeah. and this is what I say and I say this to all my clients like if you want to, to achieve something great, it always starts with the decision. Yeah. Right? And you have to be convicted in that convicted in that decision. Yeah. But it's okay if you choose the decision yeah. is not You don't want to get strong, if, that's cool. That's 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 okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? But don't bullshit yourself. Yeah. Don't I say agree. I want totally. to get strong or I want to get jacked and, and then make excuses. And then make excuses and you're not actually like going through what you need to go through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you're not going through the process. If you make the decision I made the decision five years ago. Mm. Yeah, no, I know. Um, and I was I've been convicted in that decision the whole time, even when like I was on my ass. Yeah, you know. Yep. So, um, and that's all it is. It's a decision. I have gone against the decision on other things in my life. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, I haven't always given hundred percent in everything. And once I realised that, I stopped doing that thing because my heart wasn't in it. Yeah, yeah. we're know? both very much the same like that. And, and to be honest, and the question we get a lot about the gym is, um, you know how did it get to the success 
that you, we've have achieved, and that's yeah. basically what it is. Because we've decided. Yeah, it's just a decision. We've put everything into this, and yeah. it's the same with pretty much yeah. everything. Um, we're pretty much the same that way. Yeah. Um, that when we do something, we do it one hundred percent. I mean, you give everything you've got. Man, Otherwise, time's don't waste too precious. Your time. You know what I mean? Yeah, do something else that you love to yeah, win. Yeah, my time's too precious to like yeah. waste it on something that I'm not really putting everything, you know, my being into. You know what yeah. I mean? No, I so, agree. Well, and, and you know, even if I put everything into something like I have with this, and I inverted commas lost, I would 100 percent be okay with. Yeah, it. that's okay. That's okay. You, you give your best. Yeah, and, and you can't and do anything more. Day, than you've done everything you can. You yeah. can't sit there and make excuses which people do a lot as yeah. to why they didn't win or why they didn't do as good as they could have at the end of the day if you leave no stone unturned Honestly, you know, I think I think when, when people go through a process and they don't get the result they want and then they, they complain about it I think that the problem is not the result or the reason I think that they're just upset about they're upset with themselves I agree they know they didn't do everything that they could have done yeah. to get that result yeah. and so if I'm on stage, like on the weekend, and if I had a loss, I would have been 100% okay with that. Yeah. I can tell you right now, man, I, I did everything I could have done. Yeah, I know. But there's nothing I could have done more of. No. So, um, you know, less better. Off. Yeah, less I agree with you. Or, you know, so, and I know, it was so, phenomenal. So I was a winner before I, a personal, I had, I had achieved a personal victory mm-hmm. when I got my tandem. Yeah. Because I was going on stage regardless. Um, and even if I came last in all my divisions, I still would feel the same way. Yeah. Yeah, you know what, winning's great. Absolutely. Of course. I've got a sword, I've got, look, I've got a gold medal around my neck. So, you know, <laughs> it does, actually. Like, winning's great. I'm taking a photo of Paul uh, gold medal. <laughs> <laughs> He's actually sitting here with a gold medal. Give us a smile, Paul. That's actually funny. Winning's great, everyone wants to win. Not everyone can win, but everyone can have an like an inner win, a self a winning experience. A winning experience, you know? yeah. So I think you, you know it's true. Not everyone can be the winner, but everyone can win. Correct. You know. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people. This is where a lot of people fall over. They get upset if they don't win, but what they realize is they've actually had a win. Like, you know, they've done something they've never done. You know, maybe they they go onto the platform or the stage for the first time, or maybe they hit a PB. And maybe they didn't win, but you still had wins along the way. You know, mm-hmm. experiencing something new is a win. You know, because life's all about experiences. For example, yeah. you know, as soon as you do something new, you know, you've expanded your life experience. So, <coughs> absolutely, man. I couldn't agree more. That's awesome. Well, let's wrap things up. Now it's been a really good chat, Paul. I know that there's going to be a few people who probably want to listen to this, but um, man, again, congratulations on your um, phenomenal victory last Thank weekend. You, this year's ICN season, a men's physique champion, Paul Rucci, my brother, very proud and uh, honestly in awe of what he's accomplished. It's been fantastic and I can't wait to go with him to nationals to see him oh, tear it up. Be so and fun. I'll be packing the boom for him and <laughs> the other boys from, and the girls from WA to see how many medals we can bring home. Awesome. awesome. All right. That's Thank it. You. We're going to wrap things up. Thanks, Paulie. Um, Thank thanks, you. everyone, for listening. I appreciate you spending the time. Hopefully, next time it's not so long between podcasts. Maybe we can do it after nationals. Maybe. All right, guys, take it easy. Ciao. Thanks for listening to the Ruchi Strengthcast. Be sure to subscribe to join us on the journey. And for more information, visit ruchisgym.com.